plug in soldering iron. I don't understand that command. Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from Linus. Ben, become a text adventure parser. Lewis, play his text adventure. After it's over, switch roles and repeat. So, just to give people some preface of what's going to happen, Ben has painstakingly prepared a text adventure for me to play. More or less. More or less. And I have done zero work whatsoever. And we're going to see whether... Ben also has more experience programming text adventures than I do. So there's all sorts of variables. We're doing science. For anybody who's not familiar with text adventures... Or interactive fiction... I am really surprised that you listen to our podcast. Really? I'm a little bit surprised that there are people who don't know about text adventures listening to our podcast. But interactive fiction, or text adventures, it's an old school style of video game that was kind of like a choose your own adventure, but more complicated, that you'd play on the computer. You would type in your commands instead of just choosing one from a list. And it was less guided. I mean, there's a lot more choice involved, usually. And the most famous of them was a game called Zork, I think. Does that hack count as a text adventure, Ben? No, it's a roguelike. But it's text, and you are adventuring. Yeah, but the text is used graphically. So, without further ado, uh, we will begin with Ben's text adventure. Ben, did you title your text adventure? I did not. Okay. You are deep in the middle of an unexplored jungle. All the other members of the expedition have died from the natural hazards, except for one who you killed yourself after he dared to suggest that the trip was too dangerous. You alone now stand before the majestic ruins you have been searching for. Will you be able to plunder them and return safely home with the riches that surely wait within? You are in a small clearing, surrounded on all sides by dense plant growth. The path you hacked through it to get here is to the west. In front of you, you can see an ancient stone building covered in vines. Uh, inventory. You are carrying a knife, a torch, an illegible map, five dollars. Inventory. You are carrying a knife, a torch, an illegible map, five dollars. Okay, look west. To the west, you can see the path you hacked through the dense plant growth to get to this clearing. Look building. Aside from some stone pillars, the only portion of the structure visible above ground is a squat rectangular stone building. The vines covering it make it difficult to work out details, but there appears to be a doorway in the side facing you. The vines over it are especially thick. Cut vines with knife. The vines are thick, but your knife is up to the task. You cut them away, revealing a smooth stone panel filling the doorway. Open door? The panel blocks your entrance. Move panel. You push at the panel, but is too heavy. Examine panel. The panel is made of smooth stone. It fills the doorway completely. There is a riddle written on it. Read riddle. Fortunately, you speak all human languages, so you easily translate the riddle. I am bright orange, have a head but no tail, only move downward, and am full of fish. What am I? Full of fish? Read riddle. I am bright orange, have a head but no tail, only move downward, and am full of fish. What am I? Uh, full of fish. Bright orange, head no tail, only move downward. Candles flame? Let's see, head but no tail. Hint. Hint. It is not actually bright orange. 
Uh, <laughs> it's not actually bright orange. Uh, <laughs> hint, hint again. <laughs> hint. Ignore the part of the riddle where it claims to be bright orange. I have a head but no tail. I only move downward. I'm full of fish. A river. As you speak the answer, the panel moves aside, fitting into a slot concealed within the wall to the side of the doorway. You can now see a passage into the structure, but is barred by a large spider web. Uh, use torch on spider web. You touch your torch against the spider web, but nothing happens. Uh, yeah, um, light torch. It is not that kind of torch. Oh, am I playing a British text adventure? God damn it! I would have known if it had said the word color with a U in it or something. Oh, use knife on spiderweb. You brush the spiderweb aside with your knife. It is now covered in spiderweb. Look, room. With the spiderweb removed from the passageway, you now have a clear view of a square stone corridor. Turn on torch. You turn on your flashlight. Light comes forth. Look room with light. With the light from your torch, you see a large treasure chest at the end of the corridor. Enter room. You step uneasily but eagerly into the stone passageway. I scroll up and look at the flavor text at the beginning to remind myself of what my goal is. You alone now stand before the majestic ruins you have been searching for. Will you be able to plunder them and return safely home with the riches that surely wait within? Get treasure chest! The treasure chest is too large to carry. Open treasure chest. You open the treasure chest. Within it, you see a cell phone. A cell phone? Inspect cell phone. An ordinary cell phone. Get cell phone. Taken. Turn on cell phone. You turn on the cell phone. It appears to have one number stored within contacts. Look number. In the contacts list, you see the number for a helicopter rescue operation. Turn off cell phone. You turn off the cell phone. Inspect room. You see nothing here other than the open treasure chest and a golden statue. Inspect statue. A three-foot-tall statue of a man holding a spear. It appears to be made of solid gold. Remove spear from statue. That's fixed in place. Move statue. Taken. There are no exits to the room? Look room. The passageway you entered through extends to the west. West. You are in a small clearing, surrounded on all sides by dense plant growth. In front of you, you can see an ancient stone building covered in vines. Look north. Dense bushes stand to the north. Look south. Dense bushes stand to the south. Look east. Dense bushes stand to the east. Look down. You see your feet. (laughs) Look up. You see a blue sky, framed on all sides by the thick jungle trees. Turn on cell phone. Call helicopter rescue. You call the helicopter rescue service. They send a helicopter, and you are able to return to civilization with your find. You win. (laughs) What's my score? One out of one. (laughs) Oh, you outsmarted me by making it too easy. I was like, I must have missed the ruins. Yeah, I didn't implement many puzzles to this. Probably a good idea. Since my reaction to the first puzzle was to immediately ask for a hint. That's fair, since it's a ridiculous riddle.
It's more cheating than like Macbeth prophecies or Bilbo riddles. So bright orange was literally just a red herring? Yeah, so to speak. Okay. All right, so you've solved my text adventure. Yes. So let me think for one minute. I know I'm ad-libbing, but let me, let's make sure it's not too shitty what I come up with. We'll call it... Yeah, I should have made a title for mine. Yeah. Maybe I'll add one in in post. Do you ever add anything in post that we talk about adding in post? One time I re-recorded one of my lines because the recording was pretty bad in that one bit. But that was more work than it was worth, so I don't think I'll be doing that again. (laughs) It's not even that much work, is it? No, it was because I needed it to sound similar in tone and volume to my lines before and after. Right. Actually had to record it several times and pick the one that was the closest fit. Yeah. Okay. The inventor's shop. We're ready. Alright. Oh, I guess I go first. Ha <laughs> Okay, if it has an opening text bit. Man, opening text. Damn. So, let me just note, ad-libbing, not the greatest strategy I've ever come up with for this one. <laughs> this request is kind of a really odd sort of improv comedy thing, I guess. Except I'm not sure we're going for comedy exactly. I'm not sure what we're going for. Okay, here we go. Your workshop is filled to the brim with odds and ends. Bits and pieces that you've been tinkering at for years. But today, today is the day that you will assemble your masterpiece and bring it to the outside world and show them once and for all that you are a true inventor. I guess there's no music for text adventure. Cut music. Inventory. You have one screwdriver, Phillips head. One screwdriver, flathead. One soldering iron, unplugged. Three screws. One coffee mug, empty. Lab coat, worn. Look, coffee mug. The coffee mug is stained from years of use. The outside has the chemical formula for caffeine on it in what was once a witty joke, but now a sad reminder of your tortured addiction. Plug in soldering iron. I don't understand that command. Look, room. The room is filled with odds and ends. There's a work table to your left. There is a door exiting to your right, and there are heaps of partially completed inventions surrounding you. There is a coffee dispenser in the corner of the room, and a number of outlets all currently in use. Take invention. Which invention would you like to take? Look inventions. Despite having been the mind to come up with these inventions, you can't quite make heads or tails of the various bits and pieces of equipment that surround you. There are six different discrete items you might call an invention. There is the chunky one with many gears, the sleek machine with a faucet attached, a partially constructed pogo stick, that's three, a modified flashlight with many buttons, a pistol with four barrels pointing in different directions. Was that, how many is that? Five. Uh, And... A smudged, dirty, flying saucer replica. None of the inventions appear to be in working order. Take sleek invention with faucets. That's too large to take. Kick sleek invention with faucets. Ow! Now your toe hurts and you're not done with your inventions. (laughs) Take chunky invention with gears. You pick up the chunky invention with gears, but immediately are reminded that it hurts to lift because of how spiky some of the gears are. It drops back to the work table. Take pogo stick invention. You retrieve the pogo stick invention. Look pogo stick. It looks like a partially constructed pogo stick. 
There are a lot of wires inside it, and you're not sure what they are meant to do. Realize that poker sticks have already been invented. <laughs> I don't understand that command. Drop poker stick. You drop the poker stick, which bounces in an odd way before falling to the ground. Look, workbench. The workbench is a large table with several drawers and a comfortable seat in front of them that you can use to sit. Open drawers. Which drawer would you like to open? Top drawer. The drawers are arranged alongside each other. <laughs> there is no top drawer. Left drawer. In the left drawer, you see a document labeled Plans for Invention. It is coffee-stained and illegible beyond recognition. Take plans. You have earned one point. Fold plans into paper airplane. I don't understand that command. Invent paper airplane with plans. <laughs> you successfully invented a paper airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Did I win? No. The paper airplane has already been invented. Ah. While you've improved the design slightly on traditional paper airplanes, you're pretty sure that this will not convince everyone else that you're in fact a genius inventor. Throw paper airplane. As you begin to throw the paper airplane, you think better of it and decide to put the paper airplane in the pocket of your lab coat. Take flashlight. You retrieve the flashlight item, which upon closer inspection appears to have originally been a flashlight, but you have clearly done quite a few home modifications. There are seven buttons on the flashlight. Push top button. The top button, in fact, turns on the light so that it is a working flashlight. You illuminate your desk. Push second button. The second button shifts the light to ultra-red, or the kind where you can see UV rays or whatever. Like one of those things where they... You see traces of coffee stains lit up in uh, ultraviolet light. Yes, ultraviolet rather than infrared. They're basically the same thing. Aren't they opposites? Opposites attract. Fair enough. Turn off flashlight. You turn off the flashlight. You are struck, wondering why it is that you don't know what it is that you've been trying to invent all these years. Remember inventing. You attempt to remember, and are frustrated in your attempts. It is almost as though you have some sort of mild amnesia. Take pistol. You pick up the pistol. It appears to have four different barrels. One pointing towards you, one pointing away from you, and two pointing to the sides. If this is a weapon that fires bullets, only a fool would use it. Put down pistol. You put the pistol back down. You have earned one point. <laughs> Look at dirty flying saucer invention. The dirty flying saucer invention appears to be covered in oil and smudged around a lot. But if it weren't, and it were clean, it would look very much like a 50s flying saucer. There is one opening on the bottom that appears to be about the size of a broom handle or other long cylindrical shaft. Clean flying saucer with lab coat. As you begin to bring your lab coat to the dirty flying saucer, you remember with pride how much you care about this lab coat and think better of it. Wipe flying saucer with plans. As you begin to wipe the plans on the flying saucer... Oh no, you know what? Never mind. You wipe the plans on the flying saucer. The plans are now coffee-stained and oil-covered. The flying saucer is somewhat cleaner, but not entirely clean. Take flying saucer. You retrieve the flying saucer. You have earned one point. Look flying saucer. The flying saucer is now somewhat less covered in oil than it was before, but otherwise remains a very 50s-looking flying saucer, shiny aluminum you know, disc-like thing. You can now make out some areas where it might emit light from some ports along the top and see some wires sticking out of the bottom where the cylindrical hole is. Look at hole. You inspect the hole and see four wires coming out of the hole. The wires are red, blue, green, and purple. 
put flying saucer on workbench. You place the flying saucer on the workbench, thinking to yourself, now there's an invention that I could get working on. You, however, do not remember what it is that you would need to do to be working on this invention, nor what it would do when you complete it. Open other workbench drawer. You open the other workbench drawer. Inside, you find a note that reads, In case of amnesia, colon, important. Read note. The note appears to be written in a code. Decode note. If only you had some sort of decoder ring, that would be very easy, but you don't. Inventory. You have a knife, a torch, an illegible... Oh, no, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> Lab coat, worn. Phillips head screwdriver, flathead screwdriver, three screws, soldering iron unplugged, flashlight item. Turn on flashlight. Which button do you push? Second button. The second button reveals that written over the code on the note in what is revealed by ultraviolet light to be invisible ink is a schematic for a decoder ring. Look at schematic. You inspect the schematic and being a talented inventor, immediately see what it would take to assemble this decoder ring, which is not so much a ring as some sort of complex mechanism involving many gears. Look at Chunky Invention with Gears. It looks like the Chunky Invention with Gears is exactly what you'd need to make the decoder ring for this complex set of instructions for what to do if you have amnesia. Turn on Invention with Gears. Unfortunately, the Invention with Gears is incomplete and will not turn on in its current state. Move Invention with Gears to Workbench. You delicately move the invention with gears from the pile of partially constructed inventions to the workbench. Sit in chair. You sit in the chair, where you spend your time inventing things. Fix invention with gears. It's not broken. Use screwdriver on invention with gears. You begin to poke at the invention with gears with a screwdriver before realizing that there are no exposed screw heads for you to use it on. You think better of it. Use soldering iron on invention with gears. Soldering iron is unplugged and will not work in its present state. Look at outlet. There are a handful of plugs and cables coming out of the outlet on the wall. Remove plugs. In removing the plugs, your coffee maker stops percolating and the light goes out. Plug light back in. The room is illuminated. Plug in soldering iron. You plug in your trusty soldering iron. It will take a while to heat. Look at schematic. The schematic tells you how to invent a decoder device from a series of gears and so on. Invent decoder ring. You earn three points and have successfully invented the decoder ring for the amnesia note. Decode note. You decode the note. It reads thus. Dear self, I am engaged in some very interesting experiments in the field of human memory as a side project while I'm waiting to complete my ultimate invention. In the off chance that I have somehow depleted my own memory, before I will be able to finish my ultimate invention, which is the most important thing for me to do, I will need to restore my memory because I have not written down anywhere the schematic or notes for my ultimate invention. I have, however, written out the plans for my memory-altering devices, but unfortunately I spilled coffee on them and will first need to find a way to restore the integrity of those plans with one of my other inventions. Look at plans. The plans are covered in oil and are stained thoroughly with coffee. Take sleek invention with faucets. That is too large to carry. Look at sleek invention with faucets. The sleek invention with a faucet is a very sleek invention with a faucet coming off of it. <laughs> it has two nozzles, or two 
faucet handles for turning, you know, with one nozzle. There's just the one nozzle. There are two knobs that could be turned, and it looks as though some fluid would come out of a single faucet. Turn nozzle. Which nozzle would you like to turn? Left nozzle. The left nozzle has two settings. You turn it from off to on. Nothing happens, though, because the invention is not yet complete. Look at right nozzle. The right nozzle also has two settings. One has a plus sign next to it, the other one has a minus sign. Use soldering iron on invention with faucet. As you begin to solder it, you realize the only thing you could do with a soldering iron is screw up this nice, sleek exterior. <laughs> you abandon that plan quickly. Use soldering iron on flying saucer. What would you like to solder on the flying saucer? Wires. You'll have to be more specific. Look at wires. Which wires? The wires on the pogo stick or the wires on the saucer? Pogo stick. The pogo stick has four wires sticking out. They are red, green, blue, and purple, or whatever colors I said before for the other four wires. Attach pogo stick wires to flying saucer wires. You touch the wires together, but nothing happens. If only you had some device for soldering wires. <laughs> Solder pogo stick wires to flying saucer wires. In what pattern would you like to... <laughs> Solder red flying saucer wire to red pogo stick wire. You have earned one point and have successfully soldered the wires together. Solder green flying saucer wire to green pogo stick wire. You have earned one point and have successfully soldered the two wires together. And so on. You earn two more points and have soldered the wires together. You now have a pogo stick flying saucer combination device. Incomplete. Look at pogo stick. It appears to be a pogo stick, as before, but now it has a flying saucer on top of it. Ride pogo stick. You start to ride the pogo stick, but are worried because it is an invention in progress and are concerned that you might ruin it. You place it gently against the workbench instead. Look at lab coat. Your lab coat is emblazoned with your name, Dr. Frinswaller. The name surprises you, as you currently have no knowledge of your own identity. If only there were some way to cure your amnesia. Look at self. You glance at yourself and are taken by the fact that you appear to be an ordinary inventor. Well, extraordinary, as it were. You notice a tube bleeding out of your neck that appears to be the same size as the faucet. Look at tube. The tube appears to be a way for fluids to enter or exit your body, if connected to an appropriate machine. Attach tube to faucet. You attach the tube to the faucet. The sleek machine begins to whir. Set nozzle to plus. You set the nozzle to plus, and notice that the other nozzle had automatically reset itself to off. Turn on nozzle. You turn on the nozzle, and your memory is restored. It had been stored in the faucet machine. You remember now that you were Dr. Frinswaller, and you remember that completing the pogo stick flying saucer machine is your most important goal left to date. But you will be unable to do so until you clear off the plans. Wipe oil off plans with amnesia note. You get much of the oil off of the plans with the amnesia note, but the plans are still illegible, much as they were before. Your flashlight dings and turns itself off, having been left on in mode 2 for too long. Turn flashlight on. You turn the flashlight on, though your room is already sufficiently illuminated. Look at flashlight buttons. There are four remaining buttons on the flashlight. The one to turn the flashlight on initially was colored white. The one to turn the flashlight on in the UV mode was purple. The remaining buttons are brown, black, red, and green. Press brown button. You press the brown button, 
and your coffee mug happens to be in the path of the light. The coffee stains immediately disappear. Enjoy humorous caffeine molecule mug design. I don't understand that command. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Shine flashlight at plans. The plans, now still covered in oil to some degree, but no longer have any coffee stains on them. Read plans. You attempt to read the plans, but the oil is blocking your view. Press black flashlight button. You press the black flashlight button, and the oil instantaneously disappears from the notes. Read plans. The plans instruct you on how to invent a self-driving pogo stick. Invent self-driving pogo stick. You earn ten additional points, and have succeeded in inventing the self-driving pogo stick. The flying saucer element stabilizes the stick as it bounces up and down, allowing for hours of entertainment for anyone and everyone. All that remains now is for you to tell the world about your invention. Open door. You open the door, and a eager reporter is there waiting, having learned earlier that you would be inventing something very special today. Ride pogo stick out the door. You can't ride the pogo stick. It rides itself. There's no room for a human user (laughs) on the pogo stick. Turn on pogo stick. The reporter is amazed as you turn on the pogo stick and witness it bouncing for hours. Congratulations, you have won. The Inventor's Room, with a score of, I think, something like 17 points. Maybe it was 20. I don't know. This worked out better than I'd expected. Yeah. <laughs> Hint. Ignore the claim that it's orange. Yes. If you had looked at the torch in that one, you would have gotten some exposition about how it's actually a flashlight. If we were in a jungle, I just assumed. Here, let me read the item description I wrote for that one. This is her bonus outtakes, I guess. You acquired your exploring gear from the British, so your torch is actually a flashlight. The battery in it now is the last of the ones you brought with you. (laughs) So, Linus, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed the two text adventures that we created for your benefit. Mine was the inventor's room or closet or something. I don't remember what I named it. And Ben's was... The Mystery of the Jungle Ruins. (laughs) A shitty riddle that doesn't make any sense. You just think rivers aren't bright orange because of your cultural expectations. (laughs) That's a good point. Riddles are such bullshit. Yeah, they really are. All right, Linus, so I hope you enjoyed that. You know, it was no Zork, but we didn't get eaten by a Gru, so I guess we're good. You'll hear us next time on RequestCast. RequestCast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at podcast.requestcomics.com or visit our forum at timefan.com.